Yes, welcome on into a Locked On Crossover Iron Bowl edition. Zach Blackerby here with Locked On Auburn, Luke Robinson with Locked On Bama. Happy Iron Bowl week to you and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Iron Bowl week and happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Zach. I just found out uh, we had plans for uh, Thanksgiving and with some neighbors because a lot of family stuff. Turns out one of their children who just got vaccinated has COVID, so they're going to be quarantined. So I think we're going to have, because the grocery stores are empty, some saltines and maybe some canned ham. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's great. I think that's that's fantastic. So hopefully everyone is healthy and hopefully everyone is okay. This could be a disaster of a show. I'm recording my brother-in-law's kitchen. Um, my wife's dog is running around, will not be quiet. So this may be a disaster of a show. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's a stormtrooper behind you. I don't want to alert you to anything. How cool is that? How cool is that? Um, it's pretty cool. It was it's my brother-in-law's. It wasn't another room. And I'm like, no, we're moving that behind me for when we record. That's definitely happening. So um, the Iron Bowl Saturday, I've been covering this game all week, Luke, through the lens of like what has to happen and what has to go perfect for Auburn to win this game. And the answer is, I think, somehow stopping Bryce Young's passing attack. I think that's the answer. Now, does Auburn have the roster to do it and the coaches to do it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But would you say that's like worst case scenario for Alabama is Auburn stops that? Um, I'd say the first thing, if Auburn wanted to stop Alabama, the first thing they should stop is Bo Nix from giving press conferences or talks. But uh, that's something we can talk about later. Uh, secondly, um, yeah, I think that they would try to take away the passing game because, frankly, Alabama's running game is not scary at all. I know Brian Robinson has 945 yards. Um, he's got 15 touchdowns. And I'm sorry I look so disheveled, if you can see me. I, I've been up since 3 this morning. I flew in from New York, went to a Knicks game last night, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh my God, my hair is all sticking up. All right. So, I think you look great. I know. And uh, this is the difference also between Zach's podcast, which is a well-oiled machine, and mine and Jimmy's, which is, oh, my God, we have not cut a podcast today. Can you do one right now kind of vibe? But um, anyway, yeah, it'd be best for Auburn if they can stop Bryce Young's passing, which, by the way, nobody's really been able to do. Yeah, uh, it's We were just on the same uh, ESPN The Ticket show. I was on first, you were on second, and right. we talked about Bryce Young and – it, the Heisman, I said, you know, it's weird. Bryce Young is is playing incredibly, incredibly well, putting up all these records, and somehow he's not getting enough hype. Same thing with Will Anderson. And my, I finally came to the conclusion that these two guys might be the best two players in the country. But the problem is the next Alabama guy in terms of best in the country is way down the list, where it's usually Alabama's got six of the best ten. Um, and so that's where this year's a little bit different. But Bryce has been – he's been – kind of really quietly unbelievably good uh, at least as good as the last few quarterbacks Alabama's had if you ask me and I think they've the best that's the best run on quarterbacks Alabama's ever had so stopping him from passing is is a lot easier said than done he's only got three picks on the year and here's the thing I'm sort of tired of Alabama uh, everybody talks about run the damn ball when it comes to Alabama, right? Well, I'm sort of tired of that narrative right now. We don't have dudes that can run the ball and the dudes that that, that weren't necessarily game breakers to begin with are hurt. And Brian Robinson, again, well, I like that, him. I mean, that's kind of the opposite thing that what Auburn fans are dealing with. Auburn fans are like, 
run the ball, but it's like, well, Auburn's one to pass the ball with a backup quarterback and their best receivers yeah. out and, you know, take Bigsby's averaging seven and a half yards a carry. And it's like, give them the ball. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's a similar thing for sure. And, and it's, you know, Brian Robinson, I know he's got more yards and more touchdowns and, than uh than tank bigsby i'm not gonna be a fool and say he's better than tank bigsby i know he's not i know tank bigsby is a special talent right and so i I see the same thing that all other auburn fans go i go all right if y'all don't want to give him the ball i think that's great for everybody else uh you know see how how's that working for you um it doesn't make sense to me but i think that's where uh as an alabama fan i i hear uh, some of my cohorts say man we got to run the ball more and i'm like Bryce Young is – it's the same thing as running the ball. He's so been so accurate that it's the same thing. The old Gene Stallings when I was in school, you know, you say three things happen when you pass the ball and two of them are bad. Well, that doesn't work anymore. I mean, now there's several things that can happen, and most of them are good as long as Bryce Young's your quarterback. Right. No, he's very good. He's very good. So, yeah, I, I just kind of wonder what it looks like. I mean, there's been so much talk on the Auburn side of things of, like, Derek Mason just wants to rush three guys. And it's like, you're not going to get home doing that. You saw him do it a little bit more against South Carolina. He got four sacks against the Gamecocks, which is great. It's a different world. Bryce Young's pretty good when you blitz him. That's kind of another thing too. So I don't know what you do. And as far as just manning them up, you can't do that. Roger McCreary can handle a dude. But outside of that, it's like the second and third corners – or I guess the opposite corner, I guess it's going to be Jalen Simpson. And then the nickel, like Auburn's in tier, like in the middle of the field, their pass defense downfield has been terrible, whether it's been smoke or by Darius Knighton, it's just, it's not been good. And early on it was like, Oh, Auburn can't defend the tight end because Penn state was using tight ends, you know, as as a scene, but really it's just kind of been whoever's in the middle of the field. A couple of things about that. First of all, um, Auburn's going to play probably maybe the two best tight ends they've faced all year, but they don't necessarily need to guard them that well because they've not been playing up to their potential. Uh, Latu, who was having a great game against Arkansas, and then he fumbles on the two-yard line. I mean, and it just – that's sort of the way it's been for him and Billingsley this year. Um, But the bad news for Auburn, and I think McCreary's very good. He's shooting up draft boards. I see that myself. Um, The problem is – that the Alabama's other receivers are starting to come around. I thought Mechie was having a pretty pedestrian year. I know his stats were pretty good. They weren't great, though. They certainly weren't in the realm of this last quartet of receivers we've had. But sure. um, he, he came around in the Arkansas game, and he started looking like his old self. He started playing a lot better. He started holding on to the ball and catching it, you know, uh, with using a lot of strength. And, and I like seeing that, getting a little bit of swagger back. And, of course, Jamison Williams, he's always going to drop the first pass Alabama throws to him. That's just something we should do a swing pass and just throw it to him. Let him drop it out of the way. Yeah, and then throw an 89-yarder or something like that. But uh, Williams has has played out of his mind lately. And um, then Christian Larry gets his first touchdown this past week. And Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, he has not been – catching the ball as much but his downfield blocking has been spectacular and I think Saban loves that so I think that um unfortunately for Auburn I think Alabama's receivers as a group are starting to come around a little more yeah no I think you're right and, and Luke if you're an Auburn fan or an Alabama fan listening to this and you feel really good about the receivers one way or the other you need to put your money where your mouth is with prize picks prizepicks.com prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I know you and Jimmy have been talking about this with Locked on Bama. We've been talking about it with Locked on Auburn. This is a really fun thing to do. 
Prize Picks is a leader in daily college sports, uh, daily fantasy. And the season's almost over, Luke. So um, jump into it. And then obviously they have basketball as well, then NFL and NBA and MLB and all that good stuff. But yeah, be sure to check that out. PrizePicks.com. Use promo code locked on. And you'll get 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Just use that promo code locked on. PrizePicks.com or search your app store for Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Luke, you mentioned the Bo Nix. Um, it wasn't a press conference. It was his um, appearance the next on round. the next round. That's right. Um, I haven't talked about yet. I haven't talked about this yet this week. So the gist of it is um, he was asked about the Alabama-Arkansas game. And he said that Alabama gets different calls than everybody else. And then they gave him a chance to kind of change his stance on it. He, like, he doubled down. And props to him for doubling down. If you got an opinion, stick with it. But um, he's got a lot of crap for that. Um, my biggest issue with it is the first thing I felt and thought about when I saw that. And you can dig deeper and say the irony of it and all that too, which, which is fine. But it, I just kind of took it away as like, Okay, you know, Auburn fans have been saying that my whole life. That's just something that they say. And to me, it just felt like a fan saying that. And it's like, oh, Bo Nix is just an Auburn fan. He's a lifelong Auburn fan saying it. But, yeah, this upset a lot of people. And I think it should have. I think it was pretty classless, uh, frankly. I don't know how anybody could take it any other way. You're essentially saying that there is a conspiracy to always make Alabama better. When, frankly, I'm going to tell you, as a guy who's lived through pretty some pretty terrible Alabama seasons, eh, that ain't the case. And here's the other thing. If that were true, Bo, why on earth did Alabama lose to Texas A&M despite they outpassed them, they, out, they outran them, they, the, the more yardage, uh, more everything except Texas A&M won? And why, were, why was Malachi Moore ejected on a very shady targeting call? And I know Auburn fans know about shady targeting calls. And that's the catch to me. I'm fine with anybody saying, hey, we need more out of our officials right now. I'm fine with anybody saying that. Yeah. And I'm fine with even saying, you know, Alabama got a break on this call or that call. But I think Alabama fans could come back and say, well, we didn't get a break on this call and this call. And I think everybody can sort of even it out. And I do find it ironic that Bo spiked the ball backwards. He fumbled it and then spiked it backwards, by the way, um, and didn't get – Really, uh, that didn't affect him. Uh, you could make the case that the ball hit the old uh, the Auburn player in the old Miss game last year. I mean, you can go down the list of uh, I can't tell you how many times I saw illegal men downfield when Malzahn was doing his thing when the offense was humming. So, again, and but I, I always found that to be such a a real cheap way out. And you know, in the Big 12, they just disciplined the uh, I think it was the Oklahoma State radio crew. And I go back to, uh, I want to say it was even Rod Bramlett in 2015 with Stan White. And look, I can live with Stan White doing it because he's been doing it so long. He's complained about calls for so long now that I think it's just like, boy, if Stan White's not complaining about somebody else holding, and I'm talking about every game, it's like, are we listening to the right game? So it's sort of become part of the shtick. But um, and I remember in 2015, there was a, a lot of home broadcaster stick. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's an unusual thing. No, no, I don't. And that's why I'm saying like, the broadcaster side of it, I can get, but the player side of it and what it came off, especially when Bryce Young comes right back the next day and says, um, you know, hey, look, I can't control what Bo Nix is. He didn't even mention Bo Nix. He said, I can't control any of this stuff. It's all external factors. You know, next question. And I thought one of them, Bryce Young, looked like a future NFL quarterback uh, at a press conference. And the other one looked like a fan playing quarterback. 
And again, I, I've done a lot of work with the HSA Radio Network. I've always enjoyed watching Bo Nix play. I seriously thought he was going to be a superstar at Auburn. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's going to be holding all the records, which I totally get, but that's going to be more about longevity, uh, right. a lifetime achievement versus, hey, he was a superstar. Um, and I think part of the reason is because he does have that mindset of, oh, man, it, you know, it's, it, if we didn't win it or if they do win, somebody else had to cheat for him. Well, I mean, the other side of it is Alabama's got some pretty good players. Nick Saban's a pretty good coach. Um, right. And I just thought it was – I thought it was really kind of a low-brow way to go, um, and I'm disappointed in it. And I'm disappointed that nobody said anything about it because if – if, let me tell you something. If Brian Harson had come out and said the same thing, he'd be stroking a check. And I think that now that, that these players are getting paid, I'm not for taking money – food out of anybody's mouth, okay? Mm-hmm. Not for that. But when you're getting money to go out there and then you publicly, uh, undisputably, essentially say, okay, yeah, I think they're cheating for Alabama, there ought to be some discipline taken there. Now, what discipline can you take to a guy who's out for the year? I don't know. I mean, other than fine him, but I'm not sure I'm for that. So I don't know what to do. I just feel like um, – Why do you, what, think, what why do you think it matters so much that that needs to be – See, there needs to be like reprimand there. But because here's my thing, Zach. In the end, this is all still a game. I, I understand it's a huge business too. You and I are devoted to it. I mean, you're, you're doing really well with this thing, and you can almost devote it. But like for me and Jimmy, this is kind of a hobby. You know, we get a little bit of money from it. We dig it. Um, but we do it for the passion because we love it. And I respect Auburn fans who are true Auburn fans. I, I respect any other fans that that love their team. Um, but at the same time. It's, it's not life or death. And I, th- I think that if we always go around thinking, it's like politics now. Think about this. Is there anybody you know who's a Republican that thinks Joe Biden won the election? Conversely, when Trump won it, is there anybody, any Democrats you know who thinks Trump won it fairly? Nobody can ever just say, you know what, best man won. We'll get him next time. That doesn't happen anymore. And so I feel like it's, it's more of a societal thing of, hey, look, it's, it's sometimes... The other team's better than you. And it's okay to say we got beat. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just felt like it was a really – it was a shot across the bow for no reason. I mean, uh, you know, Bo is not – Bo quickly moved up the list of most hated Auburn players of all time in Alabama fans' eyes. I can tell you that. Now, maybe yeah. that makes them even more likable to Auburn fans. I don't know. So what is Alabama's mindset going into the Iron Bowl on Saturday? Well – you know, I joked about the – I don't think the bulletin board stuff, I don't think any of that matters. Pat Dice had that best. You know, all that doesn't matter when you get hit in the mouth the first time. So, sure, right. um, And this game is going to be tough. Look, I grew up in Alexander City, so you're never going to tell me – I was nervous when Alabama was up 42 to nothing at halftime of the Iron Bowl in 2012. That's that's me. That's how I'm built. Like, Auburn always worries me. Like, they, they just – that's something I've always thought. They don't quit. They always gonna play Alabama hard. Yeah, they might lose South Carolina. So what? They when Alabama comes down, they're gonna show up. So I, I think the mindset of the Alabama team is, boy, let me tell you what I hope it is. I hope it is they taking this very seriously. I hope they're not looking forward to Georgia. I mean, I'm not at practice every day, so I can't say that. But I'm concerned sure. because I really thought this Alabama team's mindset would be different when they played LSU and they kind of stunk it up. Then I thought it'd be different when they took on Arkansas and they, they were okay offensively, but there were some things that, that certainly needed some work. 
I, I don't want them to take this game that way just because Auburn's got a backup quarterback or whatever, or they they've on a X game losing streak. I don't care about any of that. This is different. Right. Do you think the fact that Georgia is so good where you have to devote extra time to it, do you think that matters? I hope not. I mean, again, it's <laughs> it has to though, right? Like it has to to some extent. Yeah, Georgia is really good. Okay. This has to be I'm sorry to cut you off, Luke, because I asked you a question, okay. but the this has to be the first time Saban has felt, oh, I'm about to play somebody in the SEC championship that has a better team than me. Like, that's got to be something that they're focused on. At least since 08. At yeah. least since 08. I was about to um, say the last decade. So, yeah, 08 is a little bit more than that, right? Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Saban's got to be looking at it that way, but I, and I hope he's not looking forward to And I hate to steal right, um, Ryan Harson's tagline but yeah i think you got to go one and over this thing because look auburn's going to be serious about this game i really believe it and and so i don't think alabama can just stroll in there if this team if this were 2016 okay i'd feel like alabama could stroll in there if this were 2012 okay i'd probably feel a little better about it but this i've seen this team give up too many points to other teams i've seen them have too many drop passes that were right in the basket so um yeah, I, I hope they don't look that way. And they're, the, the other thing about Alabama and Auburn right now, Auburn has more players from the state of Alabama, at least that are significant contributors. I mean, you think about Alabama's – I mean, obviously there's um, Brian Robinson who's from Tuscaloosa, so he knows about it. But, you know, you got Mechie from Canada, Bryce Young from California, Jameson Williams from St. Louis uh, via Columbus, Ohio. I mean, a lot of our other stars, Evan Neal from Florida, a, a lot of our stars – are from places that that don't know what this means. Now, they know about it on game day, but they don't know, like, they, they don't live with it, I think, like me as an Alabama fan live with it, or you, maybe you as an Auburn fan. Like, we think about – there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about the Iron Bowl. I'll put it that way. And I mean that with all sincerity, like in some capacity. Well, you're right, and, and we're not even being cute here, but it's like I think about 2010's Iron Bowl – at least once a week. I think about 2019, 2019's Iron Bowl was the best game I've ever watched in my life. 2013, obviously, was great. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right as far as we're in it. I mean, it's part of who we are. And I grew up, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I grew up driving up to, um, to Trustful every year and met with a family. And half the family were Auburn grads and half the family pulled for Alabama. None of them went to Alabama, but half of them pulled for Alabama. And it was just always, you know, we would just talk smack for three hours. It was awesome. I loved it. It was great. But th- I, that's not something that happens if you're not from here. That, you're, you're, that's a great point. It, it's it's just different. Um, yeah. It was funny, too. And I'll tell you how different it is. Okay. I told you I was in New York, right? And um, I was I got up early this morning, take my daughter to the airport at LaGuardia. And a guy in a very distinct Yankee uh, accent comes to me. I have on this Alabama shirt from uh, – home field and he said uh he said hey buddy uh roll tide and i said okay you know roll tide you know and he said oh. yeah just he said i i love the crimson tide so much it's so great um now who do we have this weekend and i said i'm sorry what he said yeah who do we have this weekend yeah i, I became a fan because my son went there and i'm from san diego and um i was like and you, you don't you don't know who you have this weekend he's like oh yeah oh is it operating you know like none of, nobody outside of the state can say auburn right yeah. and he said is it and i was like yeah it's the Iron Bowl. What do you What do you mean? What are you talking about? I yeah, almost a, wanted to say you can't say Roll Tide until you know this forever. Right. 
Well, I'm in I'm in Columbus, Ohio this week. And you know, they've, you know, the game is this weekend. And we've gone to several sports bars this week and nothing. We've talked to a bunch of folks that are Ohio State fans. They don't even talk about it. They don't even talk about the game. And so they want that to be the biggest rivalry. It's probably more relevant right now just because both those teams are better. But I mean, as far as as far as impact on like your everyday life, there's nothing close to it. And see that again. Like, that's what I appreciate so much. I appreciate Auburn fans, you know, probably listening to this and hating on me, and I'm fine with it, and Alabama fans listen to Most of my folks, actually, Luke, have messaged me. It's like, I really want to hate the locked-on Bama guy, and I can't. So I think that's a <laughs> they compliment. Might, they might hate me more after the Bo Nix take, but, that like, part of it is, like, I want the players to keep it sort of <sighs> – not nice necessarily, but more civil. Like, don't throw barbs like that. I don't want our. I would See, say the same thing. By the I, way, I like, like it, and I know Dave that's Bryce lame. Had come out and said Auburn. Um, Auburn really got, got a big time break when Penn State didn't get that extra down or, or lost an extra down or whatever. I would say, don't. Why even? What do you want to go? I think that's awesome. I think it's great. I it, love. It's that generational. Stuff. Because I'm I'm a lot older than you. People yeah. don't know this. I mean, I know you're ten times more successful than I am, but you I'm a no. lot older than you. <laughs> I'm a lot older than you. Um, so I think it's more generational. Like that may be maybe true. your your crowd is more, you know, digging the smack talk and uh, I'm 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 fine with the smack talk between the fans. Like I know my Auburn friends are always gonna say if like when I come back from celebrating the national championship, they're gonna be like, Well, you screwed another team, you know, like I, I know they're going to try to not let me have that moment, just like Alabama fans would do the same with Auburn about Cam and, and right. et cetera, et cetera. But I don't like the players doing it because I feel like that's the, that's, that's sacred. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You know, I get I, it, but I, get it. I love pettiness. I love it. <laughs> I feed off of it. It gets me fired up, but yeah, I, I understand like, as a player, do you have to do, do you have to handle things differently than you're a fan? I get that. I think that's that line has become a more blurred than it was even like five or six years ago. And I think this NIL thing is going to make it even more so. Um, but no, I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. Hey, if you feel one way or the other about the game, head over to betonline.ag. It is the best place to place a wager uh, on all of your sports action, especially the Iron Bowl. Last I looked, it was 18, Alabama minus 18. And Luke, do you know how long it takes to place a bet? It only takes a second. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online, we are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Uh, you want to tell our friend, uh, tell them about our friends at Built Bar. Yeah, go to built.com. Listen, I love Built Bars. And look, here's the thing that you should all appreciate about the Lockdown Network: we're not just reading these things because they're like, oh, you read this, and you know, trying to make people believe it. I'm telling you, Jimmy and I eat Built Bars like they have the antidote in them. Jimmy screwed up one time because I let him do a live read, which I've never done since. But, uh -huh. of course, uh, Built Bars are good for a keto diet. He said they were good for a keto diet. That's when your murderous friend sleeps on your – you sleep on your murderous friend's couch and try to lose weight that way. That's not the same yeah. thing. But they are right. good for a keto or a keto diet. Uh, they also are covered in chocolate, which is yes. unbelievable to me. I've done keto diets before and Atkins and stuff like that. And like chocolate was just a big no-no. These are fine with that. Less sugar, good with protein. They taste delicious. That's the other thing. A lot of these bars that you go buy like in Walmart or whatever, and I've done that too. They taste like cardboard covered in crap. Built Bar is awesome. Go to Built.com. You will love it. Use promo code LOCKEDON. 
You can't beat it with a stick. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to love these things. You will order more than one time from Built Bar. Now, if you don't like ordering stuff you like, don't order these because you're going to order it more than once. I'm telling you, go to Built.com, get you a Built Bar. Absolutely. Luke, what uh, what kind of prediction are you thinking for Saturday? By the way, this is my least favorite game ever to predict all every year. All Every year it's my least favorite um, because I want so badly to – pick against Alabama because that way I feel like it'll hurt less, which it never does. Um, now I'm going to say Alabama wins. I'm going to say Alabama wins by 14 points. Now I think it'll be something around 42 to 28. Um, I will also go out on a limb. If you want me to make other predictions, say Auburn will score in a very unconventional way. If it's a flea flicker, if it's a punt return, if it's a kickoff return, uh, you know, uh, an interception return, they will score at least one touchdown in, unconventionally. So I, I'm glad you bring that up because something that was a big talking point when Brian Harson was hired at Auburn was, you know, he's not afraid to call a fun trick play kind of thing. We haven't really seen that. They tried to do it against Penn State and Kobe just, just dropped the ball. It was a total fluke because I think he had space to, to run with it on that reverse. But we haven't really seen that yet. And so and there's some stuff that they've got ready to go. A&M, they tried it. Remember? It was like a double pitch back, but I mean. That's, that's fair. That worked. It, yeah. You know, I'll tell you something. See, I'm not sure a flea flicker does great with Bo as much. He's got such happy feet and he wants to, you know, he right. wants to be a part of the action so much. I mean, I feel like he gets gets going too much. A flea flicker would be good with TJ Finley because he's back there. You think, okay, it was a defense. You look at okay. Well, he's handed it off. He's not doing anything else. Or a throwback to T.J. Finley. Who in God's name would suspect that's coming? So, mm-hmm. um, and Alabama has been susceptible to fake punts, uh, a fake field goal, just in the last couple of games. I mean, they gave up a uh, a, a fake punt to Arkansas. It was a great catch, and they gave up a fake punt to um to LSU. And by the right. way, Auburn tried that same fake punt against Mississippi State. Uh, so, I mean, that's Carson's right. gambled a little bit, but um. Yeah, I, I, Auburn always scores in a weird way. Back in 11, Auburn put up 14 points. None of them came from the offense. They had a defensive touchdown and a kickoff return from Ontario McCaleb. That wasn't the the end-around? No. That, the end-around game was um, 2009. Auburn went up 14-0. Terrell Zachary from right there in Wadley, Alabama, he uh, took it around for the – but, uh, yeah, I'm – I mean, I, I've I've always just like, especially these last several Iron Bowls, except the ones that we've lost. Um, I've gone back and watched them over and over again, and I remember thinking, um, God, that is so weird that Auburn, you know, had Gus Miles on as an offensive coordinator, and they didn't score an offensive touchdown, but put up fourteen points. That's weird. Did they score a weird one in thirteen? What happened there? Uh, yeah, it was a it was an odd ball. I can't really remember what happened. It, it's not very memorable. <laughs> Luke, for all the Auburn folks listening, how can they um, how can they check out you and Jimmy's content if they want to kind of get a peek behind the curtain of what's going on this week? Check us out at Locked On Bama, and we try to talk about everything. So do check us out. Um, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have a fraction of Zach Blackerby's listeners because he is a great American and the podcaster of the year, I think. I, I'm, I mean, I'm voting for you. Well, I appreciate that. You're way too nice to me, but I really appreciate it. And uh, for all the Auburn folks listening, yeah, be sure to check out Luke. And for the Bama folks listening, uh, be sure to check out Locked on Auburn, wherever you get your podcast. I'm on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Luke, thanks so much for chatting for a few minutes, brother. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, enjoy the Iron Bowl, but not too much. Yeah, everybody, everybody out there, Auburn, Alabama fans, and even UAB fans, happy Thanksgiving.
Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow for our respective shows. You've been listening to the Locked On Podcast Network.